This is episode 16 with Hanina Mora. Welcome to The Athletic Mindset. I'm your host, Corey Camp, former Division I swimmer turned personal trainer and coach. Each week, it is my goal to bring you a unique story of an elite athlete's mindset to help you unlock and discover your life's potential. Today's guest is an Egyptian national record holder, two-time world championships qualifier, and four-time African Games gold medalist. Hanina came over to the U.S. from Egypt to continue her swimming and education at UMBC. She shares a very positive perspective and how she was able to develop that despite being homesick at the time. I'm very excited to share her story with you all. So without further ado, please welcome on Hanina. So welcome. Excited to have you on here. Um, how did you get involved in the sport of swimming? Um, thank you so much uh, for giving me this opportunity. Um, yeah. How did I get involved? I actually was doing synchronized swimming when I was like five years old. And then um, like some parents told my mom, what, what if you put her in swimming? And my mom was like, do you want to try? And I was like, I was a little kid, like I was five years old. And I was like, okay. And then I kept doing it. But then when, I, when the time came to choose, Mm-hmm. I, my mom was like, do you want to do swimming or synchronized swimming? I was like, no, I don't like swimming. I don't really want to do it. I want to keep doing synchronized swimming. But then I, for some reason, I kept doing swimming still. And then I fell in love with the sport after my first uh, swim meet when I was 11. Um, I just loved it. And I loved the feeling of just swimming in my own lane, my own race, just by myself. Yeah. Were you always a distance swimmer? Did you start off in a different? I, I was actually a backstroker. I, That's what I was yeah, too. Yeah, <laughs> I, that yeah, I started out as a backstroker. I used to do the 100 and the 200 back. And okay. I was actually like really good for my age. Mm-hmm. And I kept doing it from like since I was 10 years old to like 16. And then I switched to mid distance. Uh-huh. I started doing the two freestyle and the four free, 400 freestyle. And whenever anyone would be like, oh, you should do the 800, I was like, no way, I'm never going to be a distance swimmer. And then one time I did the 800 and I was like, oh, this is not bad. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people don't choose distance. You just find, you stumble upon it. I uh, yeah. find out that you're good at it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I actually chose it. Like, yeah. I was like, okay, I want to get better at this, like, distance thing. Yeah. I want to do, I started with the 800. I didn't really do the 1500 until like a year ago right yeah so i kept doing the 800 for like four years and then i was like okay um maybe it's time to get to the 1500 and now i'm actually doing open water so like i took it step by step (laughs) but i'm loving it i'm loving all of it that's good i mean it's easy with distance i experienced it myself where you just get kind of burnt out by the end yeah Um, so it's good that you're like Building. Building into it. And I just love this and so much. It's just like you dive in, you have all of this time, like you think about everything and you just build into it in like your swim. And yeah. I just feel I I just find myself doing distance, you know? <laughs> like it's just so amazing. It's it's tough in some sense. Like you have to be very disciplined and not let the race get away from you and yeah. not worry about like what this guy here is doing or girl is doing because like their race plan is probably gonna be so different than what you want to do exactly so like that's a big thing because i used to worry a lot about the people next to me 
and yeah. then my coach uh, here at UMBC, he um, he changed me. He changed my life. Like yeah. I used to worry so much about people being faster than me next to me, and I'm like, I can't swim. Like I'm not gonna be able to swim if someone's like faster than me. And then he sat me down one time, and he's like, "Okay, here's the thing. This is like an individual sport. Like you have your own lane. It's you only. You have to race yourself." And then as soon as I started racing myself, that's when I got better. Yeah. I like started having my own race. That's it. And that wasn't until college that you experienced that. Yep, not until college. Like, wow. Yeah. That's yeah. pretty interesting. I'm, my dad is a, a coach and has coached for years. Yeah. Um, and he would always tell me right around like middle school, like 14, 15 years old, was like swim your own race and just worry about what yeah. you can control. Yeah. And that I noticed the same shift though. Yeah. It was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Because I was swimming. There's guys around here that literally just mm-hmm. swam distance by sprinting. Yeah. Maryland is a from fast like state. the yeah. first length, yeah. and you were like. I was like, how am I going to, uh-huh. he's a length ahead of me now. Yeah. How am I going to ever reel yeah. him in? And then once I shift that focus, oh, slowly I was able to back half these yeah. people and like reel yeah. them in and occasionally beat them. Yeah. That was a cool feeling. That's funny because my dad used to do the same thing with me, but I was young yeah. and I didn't really like take it in until Chad really like kind of yelled at me. He's like, you need to swim your owners. My dad would be like, race yourself. Yeah. Stop thinking about other people. And Honestly, I didn't think about it until my coach here was like, yes, you really need to do that. And then you're, yeah. what you were saying, like people would dive in and like sprint the first 50, that would happen yeah. with me. and be like, because it's all mental. Like yeah. if you let it get into your head and went while you're swimming, your whole body just collapses and you can't do anything. Like you're like, oh, this person is ahead of me. I'm not fast. And yeah. then the race is just like, oop, not going to happen. So I, I used to try to swim dual meets like that. Yeah. Like the 500 and 1,000 mm-hmm. and dual meets, I would dive in. My game plan was always first 100. Yeah. Win that. And then just see. Like, yeah. What happened to it? And like settle next? into my pace. But like no one else really knew that. Yeah. Like for all they knew that I was just going to keep trying to push that yeah. pace. Yeah. And just see. Okay. Yeah. If you can hang, you can hang. Mm-hmm. If you can't, yeah. that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a hard shift there to learn and be disciplined for it. How did you end up deciding, you know, growing up in Egypt, how did you decide to come to the U.S., end up at UMBC of all places, and continue your career here? So, um, when I was in, like, high school, or the year before high school, I was like, okay, I love the sport so much, and I know if I want to get better, it's not going to be here, Mm -hmm. because, like, I know there's more that I want to give to this sport, and I know that if I want to get better, I know it's not going to be here. I need to go to the U.S. Mm-hmm. And, like, a lot of guys before me did it from Egypt. Like, um, there is um, that one person who swam on my club team. He's five years older than me. And yeah. I, he was, like, kind of my idol. Like, I look up to him. Yeah. Um, his name is um, Hamad. And um, he came to UMBC. And before I, like, started, like, I started doing my, like, took my SATs and like the TOEFL and everything yeah. and I started talking to him and I was like I don't know like I've applied to a lot of schools but do you think I should apply to UMBC and he's like yeah of course apply why not like give it a try and then I did and Chad literally responded to me right away and he was like we would love to have you yeah. and I want you to come and 
I was really scared, but I was not thinking about anything because I made a decision in high school. I was like, I'm doing this, and no matter what it takes, I'm doing it. Mm. And I just, I just came. Like I, like my friend was still here. He yeah. actually made the Olympic team in 2016. He went to the Olympics okay. for Egypt. Yeah. And he was still here, so like he helped me settle in and like get to know people, but. I was so overwhelmed and I was like this is nothing like I was used to like I literally came from a different continent and I have no idea what the US is like but I don't think I could have made it if it wasn't the people here and everyone was just so friendly and so nice and they made me feel like I belong here so that helped a lot and with my coach being just very open to help me with everything Mm -hmm. it just made it so much easier i think it definitely helps too that there was people in your situation before you especially at this program yeah exactly Um, like and you know they knew how to navigate it and could pass that on to you what was like the hardest part of that transition period for you though okay so at least mentally yeah or or physically i'm very close to my mom Mm -hmm. like where like like we do everything together So, like, going from my mom making my breakfast, my laundry, everything, driving me to places, um, like, picking me up and, like, doing literally everything for me to being here on my own was so hard. Like, I would be like, what is going on? The first three months were really, really challenging, Mm -hmm. but I know I had a dream and I had to go after it. So, I had that in mind. I was like okay, this is really hard, but five years from today, you're going to be somewhere else. And just mm-hmm. think about that. Just think about how successful you could be if you get through this and be successful and you make the best choices for yourself. But it was, I'm not going to lie, it was one of the hardest things I could ever do just to live on my own. And I'm very close to my family. Yeah. I'm a very, like, I'm a very, like, I don't know, I'm, I'm very close to my family and I like to do things with them. Mm-hmm. And just coming, going from not being able to see them at all to like living by myself was very hard. But I've always had my dream in mind. And I was like, you know what you want, go after it and you'll get it. Yeah. And it's funny, you mentioned before we started recording Ali and stuff. And, um, oh, yeah. and talking with him, his biggest thing was like, obviously also leaving his comfort zone back mm-hmm. home. And, like, he was so comfortable, but when you're comfortable, it's so easy to get complacent and just be like, okay, like, yeah, I'm good at the sport, but, yeah. like, I'm not really working that hard, you know, it's, it is what it is, yeah. where then when he was uprooted and brought here, everything changed. It didn't sound like the same thing for you. It was like, I can't just skate by, like, yeah. now I need to Yeah, work. this is really funny because... Wow. Um, I, me and Ali grew up together. We swam on the same club team. We used to mm-hmm. swim the same races. We were backstrokers. And I would beat him, but <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> That's funny. But um, I, the first year I came here, I was like, oh, I'm very, like, I'm, I'm fast. I'll, I'll always be fast. Because, you know, when you're young yeah. and in your high school, you don't really need to try that hard to, yeah. like, to be fast. And I was like, when I came to college, I was like, oh, yeah, I don't need to be, like, like crazy like working hard and the first year here I didn't perform as well mm-hmm. I didn't have a good championship meet and I was like oh my god like 
I I'm like I'm so far away from my family for a reason. Like I don't want to yeah. come here and fail. And then I was like, okay, this is how this is gonna work. I am in a different spot right now. I like I my age is different, so like I need to work harder to get mm-hmm. better. So I had to every day after my freshman year wake up and go to practice and literally give it a hundred percent. And the moment this practice was over, I would just have a moment for myself and be like, did I give it 100% today or did mm-hmm. I have more to give? And I'd be like, no, I did. And that year I made worlds. That's yeah. <laughs> because <laughs> I, difference. yeah, from like really doing really bad and like adding so much time in my mm-hmm. races to making worlds the year after, it was all in my mind. Yeah. I just had to give it 100% every year to make that What happen. do you attribute that switch to? Was it coaching? Was it kind of just internal? Like, how did you it shift was, to really giving 100% every it practice? It was every, everything. Okay. I, like, I, my coach talked to me, and he was like, you know you're in a different spot right now, and you, everything's different. You're in a different environment, so you have mm-hmm. to, like, change a lot of things. You have to change your mental like your the way you think about swimming and what you need to put your goals in front of you and what do you want to do mm-hmm. and I was like okay I want to do this I want to make worlds I want to in three years I want to go to the Olympics I want to be an America East champion I want to break these records right there so he's like okay you know what your goals are now it's you you have to come here every day yeah. putting in mind that you want to be the best and that's what I did Every day, every lift, every dry land, I was like, I'm going to be the best today, the best version of myself. And that's what I did. That's awesome. I think when you, you have to have those long-term goals, like the worlds, the records, whatever. And you also have to make process goals along the way. Mm -hmm. I think that's exactly what you did without just stating it. But you had that process of like every single practice, every single lift. How did you deal when you didn't feel like... It, like, like feeling when, like not working hard. Yeah, like how did you still manage to do? Like you mean you when I've had a practice and be like, oh, I didn't yeah. do well today. I mean, everyone hops in so, from time to time, and they're like, oh, I just feel off today. Yeah, like I, I've, I've had off practices. All, yeah, <laughs> all of us. But the thing that I would learn from these off practices would be like, what could I have done differently today? Mm-hmm. Like, did I get good sleep? Did I eat a good meal last night? Like. I would think about all the things that led to not having a good practice and honestly yeah. sometimes it could be like things that I'm having like I'm going through in my life like I'd be stressed about school or I'd be mm-hmm. stressed about I would be homesick yeah but then the thought of being successful and the thought of where I could be just is, is so much stronger than all of the negative factors in my life yeah. like I'd be so homesick I'd be like I want to go home now like I need to go home and I would just sit there and be like, but mm-hmm. when you push through the pain, because you need to do this, yeah. you need to push through this so you can get to the next step, next level of where you are. And I think just right, like what you said, this is when you get better, like mm-hmm. when you push through this, this pain. Yeah. Well, continuing on with practice. I know you enjoyed this question. You saw it. Yeah. What's the hardest practice that you've had? Oh, um, my God. And what really got you through that mentally? Um, I just had 
I have so many hard practices because like I do distance and mid distance, but mm -hmm. I'm an aerobic free lover. Like give me the hardest interval and I would do it on a heartbeat. Like I'd be like, we're doing this. Like I would look at it like, like oh my God, this is so hard. But like, I'd be like, I want to do yeah. it. Like deep down, I want to do it and I want to beat it. So one of the hardest practices I've ever done was this last May. Um, it was long course and it was me and 15 other boys and okay. I was um, I was really really tired that day I had the worst stomach pain mm -hmm. and I swam warm-up and I literally got out for like a second I was like I don't think I can do this and I looked at my coach and I'm like I think I'm gonna go home I can't and he's like just finish warm-up and let's see where, where where's this gonna take us mm -hmm. And then I finished warm-up, I look at the set, I'm like, I really want to do it, but I don't think I can, my stomach is killing me. And then we started the set, the set went two 200s on 240, long course, okay? yeah. keep that in mind, <laughs> two 200s on, uh, on 240, and then 100 fast on 110, and then two 200s on 240, two 200s on 110. Two two hundreds on two forty, three two hundreds on one ten, two two hundreds on one forty, four two hundreds on one ten, two two hundreds on one two forty, five five one hundreds on one ten. And surprisingly, <laughs> I made all of them. Yeah. All of them. And the last one, like the five one hundreds on one ten, this was the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. Mm -hmm. Because it's long course and it's after two hundreds. Yeah. And it's just so hard like I would literally get four seconds rest and I would have to sprint again yeah again. <laughs> it was the hardest thing I've ever done and I was just like I finished it and my coach looked at me and he's like this is the best thing I've ever seen you do was that an awesome feeling right I that, looked like, at him and I, was, I almost thanks. teared up I was like oh thank you I wasn't in so much pain right now thank you yeah, I was like, thank, uh, yeah because I finished the set and then I start crying from like the pain I've had and also I spring break last year it was before nationals it was a month before nationals so Chad was like this week is going to be really hard and I was like okay I can't do anything about it I want to get better so I'm just going to come into practice with a really positive mindset every day. And then um, he gave me a set. It, it was me and another guy. He's a mm -hmm. Danish um, champion. Okay. He swam on the our team, Alex Gleese. He's also a school record holder. Um, it was 10 100s on a minute. That was um, yeah. short course yards. And then 100 fast. 8 100s on 105. 100 fast I was literally crying the whole time I was like oh my god and Alex is so fast yeah. and he's ahead of me but then I was like okay I'm gonna do this I'm gonna finish it and I'm like swimming and I'm like okay this is one time for a lifetime you want to make it to the Olympics you can do this you can yeah. do this this is this what goes in my mind whenever I see a hard practice and I'm dying on the inside I'm like you want to do this what I keep telling myself every stroke this is one time for a lifetime. If you go to yeah. the Olympics, it's going to be one time, it. <laughs> but it's going to be for a lifetime. Yeah. And I say to myself, also, that's one thing I say to myself when I'm like swimming, to get better or like to make myself go faster. I'm like, Hanya, every stroke counts. Every stroke you're taking counts. Yeah. Make it a good one. And I just like go faster. Like that just thought comes into my head when I'm swimming and I just like 
all right, we're doing this. And I was just like, kill it, yeah. It has been amazing to have all of these positive thoughts in your head because mm -hmm. I was not like that. I used to give up so easily on myself when I'm tired. Mm -hmm. And I'd be like, okay, it's fine. I had a good practice yesterday. I don't have to try today. But the past two years, it has been amazing. It's changed my life and it has changed the way I look at swimming. Trust me, I love going to practice. Yeah. Like, I'm going to cry right now because I just <laughs> love swimming so much. Like, I was swimming yesterday. It was really hard. Saturdays, you know, yeah. are always hard. And I was swimming a really hard set. But I was like, wow, I love this sport so much. And yeah. if I am always that positive, I just, like, give more yeah. every time. Like, the positive thoughts, just change it. Change mm -hmm. the way I look at sports. Change the way I look at swimming changed the way I look at life and just got me to places I never thought mm -hmm. I could be like after I had a really rough summer and I didn't really go to world because I had a back injury mm -hmm. but I always looked at the bright side of it I was like okay this happened you didn't go to worlds but be positive about it you're gonna have something so much better and God had a better plan for me I went to African games and I just had One, a pretty successful meet there. <laughs> it was it was unreal. Yeah. I was like, what is going on? Like, I had, had the best time, and it's because I decided when I was on the plane to that meet, I was like, okay, you had a rough summer, mm -hmm. but go there and have fun, enjoy, yeah. enjoy your like time with your like national team because I love my like I I love the national team. It's just yeah. so fun, and you talk to Ali, and like he yeah. can tell you how fun it is when we're all together and I, I was like you're gonna go to this meet you're not gonna have any expectations and just see where this takes you and I had the best meet of my life mm -hmm. it was unreal and just it's because God had a different plan for me yes I didn't go to worlds and it killed me yeah killed me but five weeks later I had a very good me. yeah <laughs> like I did I now do I think about worlds and I how how bad it was that I missed it? No, because I just had the best meet of my life after. And it's all because I was so positive throughout throughout the whole process of my back injury. Yeah. I think it's huge, too. You touched, you touched on just, you know, not really having expectations and just going in and having fun. And that's such a big part of it. I, I coach a little bit myself now. And I tell all my kids, like, at the high-level meets that we do, it's summer league swimming, so nothing yeah. crazy. I'm like, just have fun with it. Like, don't put the pressure on you that you have to, like, yeah. beat this person next to you. Do your own thing. Have fun. You have best time. Awesome. If you didn't, it's okay. Like, I'm still, I'm still proud of you as a yeah. coach. I'll tell you um, a really funny story. Um, so, as I said, like, my freshman year wasn't the best year. I didn't have the mm -hmm. good mindset. And I used to stress so much about swimming. So much. It was so bad. Like, I would literally cry before my races. And now I don't even think about swimming like I don't think about swimming that oh my god I have to do this no I have yeah. fun like before my race I'm just like standing there and I'm like okay like this is gonna be fun like I'm not stressed I just wanna have fun with it yeah and this is so funny because um I in 2017 I we me Chad and like some people from our team we went to uh, Santa Clara for a TYR Pro Series mm -hmm. And it was in July, June. 
and it was just time to go home for the summer. I was like, okay, I'm done with swimming. I want to go yeah. home. I'm so excited. But it was the last meet, and then two days later, I was going to go home. And then I was like, I was laying down before my 800 freestyle, and I was like, Chad, just scratch me. I don't want to swim this. Like, let's go, like, get food or get dinner or something. We were just <laughs> laying, and then it's, like, sunny out, and we were just having fun. Literally before my 800. I, yeah. Like, I, if you'd see me a year before that, I would literally, if I had an 800, I'd literally be, like, crying. But I was Above just... anxiety. Yeah, yes, I'd be so stressed out. But yeah. then I, I was literally standing there, like, smiling, having fun, 15 minutes before my 800. I was, like, joking about my 800. And I had no expectations. I dove in. I broke the national record by two seconds. That's awesome. I literally touched <laughs> the wall. I look at the clock, and I'm like, What? No, like this this can't be real. Yeah. I was I was just standing there like ten minutes ago joking about swimming and I yeah. had no expectation. I just wanted to have fun. And the moment I decided to have fun with swimming, that's when I get that's when I got to places. That's when yeah. I started to check off like some of my dreams off my list. That's it's just awesome. amazing how you could be so positive about something and it just takes yeah. you somewhere else. I wanna I wanna touch on you you're getting there with the pre competition routine and stuff and you know, talking with Elizabeth Beisel, she was like she's, she she's had amazing. This, she had to do the same thing. Like yeah. she had to find a way to just get loose. She tried the like headphones on, like rocking out music and like didn't swim well. She yeah. tried meditating and was like that didn't work for her. Yeah. Um, I feel like everyone struggles to find that like right thing. It sounds like you kind of found it, but what else goes into your pre-competition routine? So, um, I'm the weirdest person in a calm room. I am really, um, I don't know, it's so funny because I used to do like the headphones and sit by myself and like not talk yeah. to anyone for like 20 minutes before my race, but I just found out that's not me. I'm a very like happy person. I just want to talk to people and I am, yeah. I'm very like outgoing. So if you see me in a call room, I'm talking to all eight people or seven people that are swimming yeah. with me. I'm like, or oh, trying well, to talk to them. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, talk to I, them. I, exactly. But I've been so lucky yeah. lately. They all talk and they're nice people. I just like talk about how we're all in this together. We're gonna because we're distance swimmers, so yeah. you know our minds are yeah. like going crazy before a race. <laughs> but we're like, all right, girls, we're gonna get through this together. Like we can do this. Like we swim this every day in practice, and they're like, most of them are really nice, and most of them are like, oh my god, she's so annoying. But like you know, like. But it's for you. Like, yeah, it's exactly. Thing, it so. helps me, and I think some people have reached out to me after a race, and yeah. they said, thank you so much for like letting us relax and being so positive and happy before a race and it just helps me i like to not think about it i like to have fun before my race i just stand there and if i don't talk to people around me i like talk to my coach or like talk to one of my friends right before my race i'm like just not 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 sitting there like okay the first hundred i'm gonna go 104 the second hundred i'm gonna go one no i don't do i don't think about it until i dive in like No, no thinking about races until like in the lane, actually doing, doing swimming it. Yeah, actually doing it. So I just think it has helped me so much to just like relax and like smile and have a lot of positivity when I'm in a call room or like right mm-hmm. before my race to be able to perform and not let that anxiety get to me. 
that's good you found that. Yeah, um, I'm that so lucky. That kind of way yeah. to, to deal with it. Yeah. Um, I feel like you probably know a bunch of people. I know a bunch of people, pre-meets, whether it's swimming or other sports, they just like, just ball of nerves. Yeah. And then when they're ball of nerves, it's like 50-50 whether they're going to perform or not. Yeah. But I looked at the people that were like the most consistent throughout my career. They had that kind of attitude of like, yeah. Right, let's go and lose. Yeah. And like, I used to joke with people in the ready room, like, yeah, so like, how much is this 1650 gonna suck? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they'd be like, yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah. It's like, oh well, like, just remember when we flip halfway, like, you're in pain, I'm in pain too. Yeah, so like, exactly. We're all in this it together. It is what it is. Yeah. Um, now, I wanna to touch on the race itself. How do you keep yourself positive during distance? Because I mean, the, I mean, the 800 is, you know, about, give or take about eight minutes. Yeah. And 1,500, yeah. Fif- almost double that. Yeah. It is. It's it a is. long time to be just in your head for the whole time. What do you do to get out of your head? It is really rough, but um, I kind of zone out for a little bit. Like, I just know because I train and practice, I know mm. my stroke. So I get to my stroke. Like, the way I swim distance and the way I swim the 1500, I get to my stroke and I just, like, zone out for a little bit. But then when it gets to me, when the pain gets to me, when my muscles are, like, dying, I'm like, all right, girl, you've trained this. You've trained for this. Like, you can do this. Mm -hmm. You swim two hours a day for these 15 minutes. You can get through this. Like, I know you're tired. I know it's killing you, but it's going to be worth it. Keep going. Like... My uh, mile at conferences, my la- it was my last race ever in the college yeah. career. I was pretty emotional. But as soon as I got the 1200, I was like, oh my God, like this is killing me. But yeah. I would look to my coach and my coach was just like going like, yeah, you're doing like he would. I don't, I mean, I can't hear him, <laughs> but like he's cheering for yeah, me. And, see it, and yeah, and he's like there. telling me that I'm doing well. I'm like, okay, I'm doing well. Like just th- like three, 300 more, like you can get through this. And I just like remind myself of how much I've trained for this and how like how hard practices have been for this moment and I just get through it. Practices and the hard practices I've done throughout the year are the main reason that get me through my mm-hmm. races. But I'm telling you, like being a distance swimmer and you know that is rough because yeah. a sixteen fifty is very long. But this is this is what you chose yeah. and you chose this because you know you can do this and you've trained for this so there's nothing that can stop you from finishing in 1650 and being very successful at yeah. it I think I, I always explain to people non-swimmers especially like I my best race is I black, blacked out like I don't really remember like every single one of my 66 exactly. laps exactly like, yep you zone and out and that was the best when you like you got into such a zone and rhythm, and then you like looked up and you're like, oh crap, it's on like 42. Yeah. I don't have that much left. I know, I don't look, you know, <laughs> when I don't look at the counter yeah. until it's like 30 or like four, like even in a 500, yeah. I don't look until it's like 15. I'm like, oh. It's gonna be a long race if you're looking every single I know. lap, you're like three. Five. I'm like, oh my god, that was just a 200. No, I don't look at all. Yeah. I like look after a while. I'm like, okay, now I can look, and then I'm like, oh, 15. I'm almost done. I can do this. Yeah. It's so much better that way. That's. I mean, that's kind of how you mm-hmm. have to approach it in yeah. some senses. Because if you do think length by length, 
at some point your willpower and discipline is going to be overpowered by yeah. the screaming you know voice in your head of your, yeah. of your body just being like what are you doing to me yeah yep <laughs> over and over mm-hmm. um so sw- swimming's pretty unique unlike like team sports and some other sports it is just metric based as far as it's a time and whether like you get it or like not. i could objectively say i was better than someone because i had a faster time mm-hmm. how do you handle that when you're going into competitions and you're looking at you know that's like sheet and you're like okay yeah these girls are are better than me how do you still get yourself up and ready to race them and hopefully beat them yeah um so like I, we talked about this and I just like I used to freak out I'm like oh my god Chad this person is like 30 seconds ahead of me like how am I gonna do this I can't do it and mm-hmm. it used to happen to me in practice too if I'm going like in a lane and the guy next to me is like faster than me yeah. I'd be like no I don't want to go next to you I'm gonna go in the back and Chad would just like be you're going next to them and the throughout the past three years I've gotten better at it and now I go next to them and I'm like, okay, they're going to beat me, but I'm going to swim my own race and mm-hmm. I'm going to pace myself off them. I'm like, okay, if I am by their knees, I'm doing well. Like I try to swim my own race. And at the same time, when they're next to me, I'm be like, okay, if they're a little bit faster than me, I can like be like in like where their knees is and like yeah. I'll be like really good. Or... I just go for it and like try to hold it with them and yeah. see what happens because you never know. That's yeah. what happened to me like when I was talking to you about the California meet. Yeah. I just like swam with the girl next to me yeah. and I broke the record. Yeah. And even though she was a lot faster than me, but yeah. she was one of the reasons I broke the record because I didn't, I, I was not freaking out that she was faster than me. I was like, okay, I'll take this as an opportunity to be faster, not get scared that yeah. she's faster than me. I'm going to swim next to her. I always laughed when psych sheets come out. There's two ways that people look at it mostly. Yeah. They either get psyched up for the races and yeah. why they're placed, or they get psyched out of yeah. the race because they're like, mm-hmm. oh my God, I'm next to so and so. I'm yeah. in the heat with this guy, this yeah. girl. And you're like, you can't go into yeah. a race with that mindset. I used to be like that. I'm like, oh my God, this person is so much faster than me. But now I'm like, yes i can raise yeah. someone like this is good i need that i need someone to push me like i i want that like this is gonna get me better yeah. not like oh my god this is just because it's i again i'm telling you it's all in your mind and whatever you say in your mind reflects on your muscles and on your body mm-hmm. so if i'm gonna be like oh my god this person's faster than me my muscles are and my mind my muscles and my yeah. body i'm gonna be like yeah you're not gonna be able to do this but if i get excited I want to do it. Like, my yeah. body's ready. I, I want to race. So, like, I'm mentally ready, and then my body's also very ready to race this person. Mm-hmm. I feel like you got to welcome that challenge. And the sooner you're able to welcome that challenge mm-hmm. and have some fun with it. Yeah. Um, I used to pick on the sprinter sometimes at practice and be like, look, I'm going to beat you in a 50 yeah. or a 100. Yeah. If I had won, that's more of a poor reflection on them yeah. than uh, if I lost. It's yeah. like... Okay. I was supposed to. You were supposed to be. (laughs) (laughs) Type thing. Um, Now, obviously, you can't have great performances in meets all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, And occasionally you'll have bad swims. Has there ever been instances where you've, like, started off a meet with a bad swim but then bounced back and Mm -hmm. then 
how did you do that? Yeah, so this um, this spring I went to nationals. I my first two races, I was like expected to do really well because I had a really good year of training, mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, like I got this, like I can do well. And then the first two races were. I was just on my time. I was like, wait, what? Like, why? Like, I trained yeah. so hard for this. But then the next day I had the 800. I was like, all right, like, you have two off races. That doesn't mean the meet is over. You mm-hmm. still have two more and you can make this better. And then I, like, swam the 800. I dropped four seconds and I broke the national record and I qualified the world. And mm-hmm. I was like, see? That doesn't mean you had a bad meet. Like, the first two races were not very good, but I took these two races and I learned from them. Mm -hmm. I said, what can I do differently? And I, like, I had the 400 the second day and I didn't do well. And I was like, it's because your stroke was off. You were not doing your distance stroke. You were Mm -hmm. doing your sprint stroke. So maybe tomorrow in the 800, do your distance stroke. So I reflect on my my bad races and I'd be like, okay, what did you do wrong? Mm And and what can you change? Because having a bad race doesn't mean you had you're gonna have a bad meet or you haven't been training yeah. right. Maybe it's something you did wrong, which I did. I didn't have my right stroke. Mm-hmm. Then the next day I dove in, I did my distance stroke and I did so well. And the day after I swam the fifteen hundred and I still qualified a world. So yeah. I just had to like do the right thing. And I didn't get, I didn't make these bad races get to me because they mm. could have gotten to me and, and I would be like, all right, the meet is over for me. Yeah. I'm not going to do well. It's fine. But I didn't want that. I wanted to learn from them and be more successful for the next mm. two races. It's tough too. Uh, I, I've talked to a couple football players and basketball players and stuff on this, for, on this podcast and they always talk about next play mentality. Well, it's almost easier in a sport like that where like, the next play is like yeah. a second later, mm-hmm. five seconds later, tops. Mm-hmm. In swimming, it's super tough when you have one event a day. You have a bad day, a bad race. That means essentially you have a bad day. Yeah. Now you have a whole twenty-four hours to be like reflecting, and it's. I think it's all about your mindset of how you go into the how next you go day. into that next day. Mm-hmm. Do you still dwell on it? Or do you acknowledge it happened and move on? Yeah, yeah, like you that. definitely... It sounds like you mastered the yeah, move be, on. Because, like, I just think about, okay, I've been training for, like, what, five months and I'm going to make this go to waste because I had one bad race or two bad races? Yeah. No. <laughs> you can you can get out of this. You can be better. Like, come on, you've trained for this. Like, And it's just like, it's just like having a bad practice and going and having a, another good practice the next day. Yeah. So like this or the same day when you have doubles. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So like having a bad race this day doesn't mean tomorrow is going to be a bad day. Yeah. No, 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 no. You don't pack up the meat and no. go home after no, day that's, one. No, you've trained <laughs> Some for Some people do that though. Oh yeah. I use, t- trust me, you were I've there. been in <laughs> all places and I'm just so happy I've, I've gotten through that. Yeah. The, it's. I've learned so much. It's not just practice. It's mm-hmm. about your mindset and how you go into it. Definitely. Yeah. Very well said. I mean, that's the whole point of Yeah, of our this. podcast. Yeah. Um, now, obviously, you've experienced a ton of success in the sport. Thank you. What's keeping you going? Is it that Olympic dream of yeah. Tokyo or yeah. whatever it may be? That dream is... How's that, how's that training going? How are you feeling for it all? Um, it's tough. I'm not telling. I'm not yeah. gonna lie. Like, um, I 
like coming out of my college swimming mm-hmm. has been a really rough um, transition because I loved college swimming. I loved dual meets. I loved like having my teammates around me. It was just I had the best experience at UMBC. Like if I would, I just I would do it all over again. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm really enjoying my training right now. I think I'm in a really good place. I've been training just so much better than I've ever been training in my whole life because every day I wake up I'm like this is the dream this is it this is the year I'm gonna cry oh my god no don't cry it's fine and I'm just I'm just so excited Mm. and honestly even if I don't make it I I'm just so proud of myself that I tried to and I'm just so happy that I had that God gave me the chance to be able to try to qualify for the Olympics, either if either I make it or not. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I really want to make it because that would yeah. be so amazing. And I think I will because I am going to give 100% every day. Mm-hmm. And, like, you can't work hard and it go to waste. Like, you're def- I'm going to definitely get somewhere. And it doesn't matter if it's the Olympics or break another national record. I'll be happy with whatever because yeah. I just found that I don't find happiness. I want to be happy, and then happiness comes to me. Mm-hmm. Like I'm very grateful for everything that I've accomplished, and I've been always very grateful for where I am. And I think that's one reason why I keep getting to places. Yeah, I think that's awesome. I think you have a, a great approach and yeah. mindset Thank you. to it all. It's you. You don't want to leave it with any regrets. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. Give it your all this, these next few months. Mm-hmm. We'll, be, we'll be pulling for you. Oh. It's getting so close. Oh, my God. <laughs> It'll be like, awesome. Don't yeah. think of it like that. No, just no, no, no. I'm like. just excited. <laughs> yeah. like, trust me. It's it's scary and terrifying, but it's also very, very, very exciting. Like mm-hmm. I'm very excited for the, for the next year, and I'm very excited about this whole journey. Like It's amazing. Yeah. It will be awesome. Thank It'll be an you. awesome experience no matter what. <laughs> yep. I like to end with just one piece of advice you have for that next generation, whether they're Egyptian swimmers as well or just younger athletes in general, what would you say your like go-to yeah, piece okay. of advice is? So for Egyptian swimmers, I just really want to say swim your own race, um, race yourself, and do your own thing. Don't worry about other people and stop freaking out. Enjoy the sport. And like, for everyone else, just find like your your place. Like find what you want to do. Set your goals mm-hmm. and look at them every day in the morning. Like write it on a piece of paper in front of your bed. Look at them in the morning and be like, "This is what's making me want to get up. This is what's making me want to give 100% every day." And trust me, trust me, dreams do come true. Like, I've experienced that, and I've mm-hmm. had so many dreams, and I never thought they would come true, but dreams do come true. So dream and keep on dreaming, and set your goals, and go after it. Don't let anything stop you. Like, it, the road is not easy, mm-hmm. but you're going to get through it no matter what. You find that discipline. Those goals become yeah super attainable. Yeah. And that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for your time. No, I really thank appreciate you, you having <laughs> thank you, know, you for Thank awesome. you for all yeah. of this. It's amazing. Yeah. Good luck in the training, the qualifying period. Hopefully, thank you. fingers crossed, maybe on 
I want to go and spec, spec, or uh, be a spectator in Tokyo. Yes, we Hopefully can all I'll go. Hopefully I'll see you later, we'll see. <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right. I'm so glad you took the time to listen in, and I hope you all enjoyed that conversation with Anita. It's no surprise in talking with her the true power of perspective and the importance of finding a pre-race or pre-performance routine that really works for you. I ask that however you've been listening, whether on Spotify, iTunes, or another platform, please share this episode with at least one other person today. You can impact someone else's lives in a positive way by doing so. Come back next Friday as I welcome on former Catholic University lacrosse standout, Nicolette Crisali. Have a great week.